Hello folks, this episode of the podcast is brought to you by Firm Focus Coaching. Are you living your best life? Are you living up to your full potential? Do you want to take control of your life right now? Firm Focus Coaching is offering a free, no obligation, one hour, one-on-one coaching session. Here, you can discuss where you want to be in the next 12 weeks, 12 months, 12 years. You will learn the Firm Focus Success Formula to break through barriers and eliminate your limiting beliefs. Use the promo code FIRMFOCUS15 and email thad at firmfocuspt.com for your free coaching session. Today's episode is brought to you by Cloth Mask Me, an Australian-made cloth face mask. This Melbourne-based company has seen that there is a need for cloth face masks. They utilize their skills and resources to bring quality Australian-made cloth face mask with flair. For further details, check out www.clothmaskme.com or contact them at clothmaskme at gmail.com. Tell them that you're a Firm Focus podcast listener and they will look after you. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of the Firm Focus Podcast. I'm Thad Mangalino, your Peak Performance Coach, and thank you for listening. I started the Firm Focus Podcast to empower and equip individuals to achieve peak performance. My goal with you is I don't want this to be just another podcast. I want to try something different. The old way isn't working, and it's on us to do what we need to do to strive. This is the time for you to make the decision and take action. Your 20 years from now starts today. Stay focused. Let's get it started. Hello folks. I hope that you are all well, healthy and safe. This is a special episode, specifically for me. It is close to my heart and I hope that you get some value and insights as well as a deeper understanding. We will go on a journey and go full circle. In the next few minutes you will be intrigued and inspired by what one person can do despite of what is going on around them. It is evident how our actions now can lead to something amazing that will have an impact on the future generations. Our guest is an amazing human being, Ms. Erica Starr. When she was five years old, Erica's family fled Berlin, Germany to escape the Nazis. Her mother and grandmother, as well as thousands of Jewish refugees, found themselves escaping to other countries. Erica recalls arriving in the Philippines. We talked about her time living in Manila during the time of the Japanese and American occupation during the Second World War. Erica talks about her childhood, her teenage years in the Philippines and how she and her husband ended up migrating to Australia and had a fruitful career as a teacher and working with refugees seeking asylum. This was recorded last January 8th, 2021. 
Yes, I'm aware of the social distancing and dangers of COVID. Plus, with Erica being in her 90s, we were careful. Folks, I don't want to give a spoiler alert. Speaking to Erica brought back to life the stories my late Manong Ernie and Nane Seng told me during 19 Kopong Kopong. Well, that's what my Lola used to say about the olden days. As a kid, I was always curious about what life was like when my grandparents were growing up. I had a yearning to find out how we got here and where do I fit in this big puzzle. I want to one day add on to the stories that was passed down. I can't wait. Seriously, I can't wait to tell my great-grandkids about the toilet paper shortage of 2020. (laughs) Speaking with Erica inspired me. And my question to you is how can we go through a tough time and learn to see the positive? Folks, Erica taught me that. War is not pleasant. I know victims of war can still carry scars, both visible and hidden scars, for decades. I was really mindful with this conversation. I did not want to open up any old wounds that took years to heal. And with a snap of a finger, it comes out again. And I create an open loop. I'm aware of that. And have witnessed it. When I was coaching clients in the early days, we would be talking about something else, something, and, and something else would uh, rear its ugly head and we have to address it straight away. Because there are some underlying things with, with, with many things. But with Erica, she was ready to go once I press record. This is a candid conversation. And there are no edits. Erica spoke from the heart and I hope that you sense her authenticity and joy when she relays her story. This podcast is to honor Erica Star. I also want to honor my grandparents who lived through it. I'm glad my Lolo Thor de la Rosa, Tate Thor, my grandfather from the maternal side. I'm glad that he was great at climbing trees and hiding from the Japanese soldiers when they came to town. I'm glad Manong Ernie kept himself and his siblings safe. Nanei Nene, Nanei Seng, Lolo Carding, and Tatei Totoi. I am glad you guys were quick at dodging shrapnels, finding food, finding shelter. I'm glad you could bounce back and rebuild. I am glad you all survived and for the stories that you shared. Things could have been different and I would not be here talking on a podcast. I'm so grateful for that. Finally, I want to honor the victims, the frontline people, the people and the people who were at the wrong place at the wrong time. 
I want to honor you. Your sacrifices are the reason why we are all here. And we hope that we all learn from their stories and we don't repeat the stuff we shouldn't repeat. Today is the 3rd of February. It's the 76th anniversary of the Battle of Manila. This was when the city of Manila was destroyed. Yes, I know you don't hear much about it. They never made a movie about it yet. There were a lot of casualties. Over 100,000. And the beautiful architecture of a beautiful city were reduced to rubble. The battle continued for a month in 1945. I could only imagine what those people went through. But there are lessons to be learned. And I hope that you enjoy my chat with Miss Erica Starr. Until next time, stay focused. Erica, I know that uh, education is one of uh, your most important values. And the purpose of our chat today is not to only honor you and honor your journey, but it is also to uh, impart some knowledge. So we and the younger generation, as you know, uh, we'll know about this, uh, about your story and your journey. I believe that everyone has a story and every story has a lesson in it for all of us. Uh, Ms. Erica Starr, thank you for sitting down with me. <laughs> so tell me, Erica, um, you said to me before, uh, before I started recording, that you were, you were telling me about your grandmother? Yes, <laughs> yes because my mother died when I was nine, mm-hmm. and then my grandmother took over. But before grandmother took over, mm-hmm. I was in Santa Scholastica mm. in, for about four years, I think, when we arrived, from the time we arrived in the Philippines until my mother died, mm-hmm. uh, I was uh, at the convent, mm-hmm. living at the convent because my mother was working, mm-hmm. and I loved the convent. They were German nuns, mm-hmm. and sometimes they spoke German to me, mm-hmm. and I was the only Jewish child, mm-hmm. of course. I wasn't Catholic, but I learned how to behave during the mass and mm-hmm. how to say the rosary and uh, I learned a lot and uh, I told my mother I would like to become a nun yes. when I grow <laughs> up and she said well wait a while you might change your mind oh okay yep. I did I mm. changed my mm. mind so I was very happy and then uh, uh, then the Japanese came, I think, and all the yeah. schools closed. That's what they you were mentioning closed. earlier, yes. Yes, all the schools, except a school which taught shorthand and typing, mm-hmm. um, American shorthand and typing. I think it might have been a Catholic college too, I've forgotten. Okay. And so I learned that. Yeah. And then I could work for the Americans when they won the war and came back. Yes. Um, but that was years later. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. Because how old were you when, I mean, I, rem- I remember reading up um, your six, background. Six, five, when six, right? When we arrived left. in okay. the Philippines. Mm-hmm. And uh, I married when I was 18, mm-hmm. an Austrian 
Jewish refugee. Mm-hmm. And um, we left uh, the Philippines when I was 19 and mm-hmm. came to Australia. Yeah. And uh, um, yes, I always um, now admire the Filipino president because <laughs> he took Jewish refugees. Yes. I only really learned about that recently. Yeah. I knew we had a Jewish um, a community in the Philippines. In the Philippines, yeah. in Manila, we in Makati, a... I saw them. Uh, there's a, a group of family uh, Jewish. Uh, they were I'm not sure pronounced Hasidic. Jew. They were wearing the 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 black and the oh, in and I was thinking because you know Manila is hot and yes. it was like. Why is that gentleman wearing a suit? Oh, <laughs> and when was, was a, that? This was a big, uh, my wife, uh, my family, and I go every December, and oh, so we, they were walking along uh, near Greenbelt and uh, yeah, near uh, Salcedo Market actually, and uh, oh. they were walking there, and it was like two in the afternoon, and it was really hot. And then what was funny was I was watch, I stayed up that night, and we were watching my wife and I were watching the Seven Hundred Club, and they were talking about uh, that there's a statue. In, in Israel, in Jerusalem, called the Open Door. Did you hear about that? No. O- open Door, no. and it's a sculpture that's got, like, if you look at it, it looks like four different squares, yeah. but it's rep- supposed to represent a door. And it was for, uh, the, for the war and the way with Manuel Quezon uh, brought the, the, some of the refugees and saved 1,300 refugees from, you know, ah, to save the I war. See. And that was yeah. to, to commemorate that. Yes. And then knowing me, I thought I was a history, you know, I know about history and things. Yes. Um, I researched about it and, and found out that what it was. And then years later, Kazon's Game, the movie came up, you know. Yes, <laughs> that's right. Yes, yeah. I saw that recently. Mm. And that's how I found out mm-hmm. uh, about Kazon letting the Jews come. Yes. It never... I mean, I, I was a member of the Jewish community, but mm-hmm. it didn't occur to me to ask how they came there. Yes. And because I was not, my family were not very Jewish. We didn't spend much time in the mm-hmm. synagogue, except that I was asked to look after the rabbi's baby sometimes. Oh, okay, yeah. And uh, I did that. And uh, sometimes... Uh, I went and visited the rabbi, um, but yeah. uh, oh, and uh, you do you know that story about the Japanese um, locking up one of the Jews because he was caught uh, listening to shortwave radio? Oh, really? And no. And our rabbi went to yes. Jewish to Japanese headquarters yep. and said. Please let him go, mm-hmm. and they all they bowed and let him go. Mm-hmm. And I've always liked that story that mm-hmm. they the Japanese were actually decent to the Jews yes. in the Philippines yep. because I wonder whether perhaps they didn't know that we were enemies of the Germans. And, yes, that's and, right. Yeah, uh, they didn't realize that. Mm. Because um, with, with growing up, I was, as I said to you before the interview about my, my grandparents, I mean, they had to live through it at that time. Yes. And my grandma specifically, she's got five siblings and living in Manila, it was really in, and she, she didn't really want to tell me much or she didn't, she told me a bit. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure whether to protect me or, or, or I maybe she forgot, 
yeah. but her eldest brother uh, Manong Ernie he was he was the the eldest brother and he had to look after all five of them they were orphaned at a young age and they were telling me you know some of the things and and then you're growing up you're listening you're thinking about it and then you read books and the atrocities that that, that, that has been well, done very and cruel. I mean yes it is the, that time but I, I just uh I felt sorry for for my grandparents and yes. anything as yeah. you know anything could have happened because um yeah if if anything bad happened I wouldn't be here s- sitting with you I mean it's yes. just the grace of God I feel that that uh that we are we are meant to be here where we are and where the reason why you and I are chatting is so we can continue talking about it and yes. and not say that it's their fault whose fault that fault but to learn from the story yes you know what i mean i yeah. do remember seeing uh filipinos tied to trees mm. and not uh, in the sun and mm-hmm. not being given any water to yep. drink things like that but i also remember that one story where they simply bowed to the rabbi and let yep. the and go but, so that's a positive story that's that's yes. a good one because you know you hear about uh, you know, babies, bayonets, and and all those other yeah. things that are not not Cruel. pleasant. Yeah. But what I what I want to find out from you, Erica, is during that trouble, during that time of of struggle and uncertainty and things, what was what was going through your mind? Well, um, as a young lady, as a young person, you know. As a, yes, I don't. I never remember minding the war very much mm-hmm. because uh, I was quite interested in everything <laughs> that was going on. Uh, I had uh, a Filipina friends, girls, mm-hmm. and we'd walk along the street and when we saw a Japanese um, soldier somewhere, uh, we knew we would have to bow when oh, of course, so yep. we always crossed the street mm-hmm. and then when we saw the next one the next century Cross. we crossed Cross again before yep. and that was great fun we mm-hmm. enjoyed it we were always crossing streets mm-hmm. and things like that i do remember that we had very very little food because my grandmother couldn't make money and we didn't have much money but it didn't seem to bother me. She sent me to the market. I could buy some rice, and mm-hmm. that was perfectly all right as far as I was mm-hmm. concerned. Well, we have rice to eat. Why should we complain? That's right. You know, yeah. uh, but that was probably the So whereabouts in Manila was it? So that's... That's another thing. We yeah. moved around quite uh-huh. a lot. And I remember living in Mandaluyong. Oh, yes. And yep. knowing about the mm-hmm. hospital. Mm-hmm. And then we lived for a short time in Mabini. Mm-hmm. And then we lived uh, in various places. Yes. But always trying to find a very cheap mm-hmm. uh, sort of nipa house to <laughs> to live in yep. and because we had very little money my grandmother uh, gave german lessons to mm-hmm. some swiss uh, refugees mm-hmm. and made a little bit of money that way oh, okay. and i remember that the rabbi helped us a little bit by i don't know whether yeah. with money or with food mm-hmm. but uh, but you know, on the whole, I found the war quite interesting. Yeah. 
and Germany. I know that there is a there is a big German club in Manila back in the old old you know that time yes. you know and I believe that it was bombed during that time as well and a lot of uh, uh. Germans were displaced at that time right. this was during the Battle of Manila in Fe right. February yeah all right and like yes. Intramuros was bombed and things like that and I think it was around Mabini that that area where oh, if I could yeah yes. if I, right, you know, the no, German club no, yeah German. because apparently it was the place to be at that time because you know there's bands and, right. and everything at, at that yes. time but uh, yeah and so so during during that time troubling turbulent times and things like that um obviously it wasn't happening all the time like air raids and things like that right so what would you do during the day and things no uh, learning german and french because <laughs> grandmother forced me to and uh, i was in a library we had libraries during the war mm -hmm. and i remember uh, borrowing history books um, I wanted to educate myself because there was no school and so I read history books and English books and German books and French books and I had some friends we we played in the street and I learned Isadaloatatlo Antadaimokalbo and I learned a little bit of Tagalog, but it's changed now. I remember I learned Ini Ibikita, mm -hmm. and everybody tells me we don't say that anymore. It's changed. Mm. It's a different sentence now. Oh, I love okay. you. Yeah. So, Mahal you... kita. Oh, I yeah. see. Yes. Yeah. So, it's the same meaning, but yeah. Yes, because, you know, I joined the mm. Filipino club, yes, and they yeah. told me that that's changed. Yes. And uh, yes, I had Filipino friends, um, and uh, and read books, and yeah. oh yes, mm -hmm. and I had violin lessons from a a Jewish boy who mm -hmm. was older than I and mm -hmm. whom I fell in love with. <laughs> that was no use because he went to America as soon as the war was over and uh, studied at that. There's a famous music school in America, very, in, I think probably in New York. Juilliard? Yeah, probably. Probably that, yes. Yeah. He must have and been a, 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 he was a great player to get to that, to get in yes, that class. Yes, he was yeah. older than I and he had started learning in Europe. And mm -hmm. uh, Do you still play and, or can you uh, still play? Oh, I've given up now <laughs> because my son played mm -hmm. the piano and... He was better than I. Uh, and uh, something else I did, uh, what, I just remembered what I did in Manila. Uh, I've forgotten now. But uh, yes, I had uh, um, violin lessons mm -hmm. and we, uh, um, we gave concerts, the Jewish, um, um, what do you call it? The Organization? Or? Yes. Oh, the groups, uh, yeah. Gave concerts mm -hmm. and um, I sometimes played the violin and then my grandmother always told me that I played badly and had made too many mistakes. She was very, very strict lady. Mm -hmm. 
I remember once she gave me something to eat and I said, I don't want it and people are hungry in Africa. Can mm. you send it to them? And <laughs> she slapped, slapped me very oh, hard man. across the face for saying that. Oh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> maybe she was right. Oh, no. But uh, I, I guess... Uh, Maybe that's what where the her filter and model of the world was was like that and and you know yeah, from you don't Germany wanna, yeah yes, don't want to yes, waste she, food or anything like yes, that. Yes, she brought my mm-hmm. mother up that way too, mm-hmm. and uh, yep. my mother often told me about her upbringing oh, yeah. and that. And my mother was oh yes, mm. when my mother was alive, she died when I was nine. Mm-hmm. But when she was alive in Manila, she um, took me swimming. swimming pool and that was fun Mm -hmm. I learned the German way of swimming the the, The stroke the breaststroke breaststroke yeah yeah. yes Mm -hmm. because she had a German friend who Mm -hmm. taught me Mm -hmm. and uh, that was fun and Mm -hmm. oh and she let me go to see films Mm -hmm. um and I saw all the American films when I was young. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shirley Temple mm-hmm. who was about the same age as I. I think. Oh, yeah. Yes, okay. I think she died now. Is she? I'm dead? not hundred percent sure, but I know she became like an ambassador for for France or something like that later oh, on right. in her life. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, so you would have yes. seen like the Borderville shows and things like that back back then, right? Yes, yes, yeah. it was fun going to the movies and yeah. in Manila and. Yeah. Uh, so you uh, met your husband. Um, oh, that's working, the right? other thing. He yep. came as mm. a Jewish refugee. Yes. Yep. As well. Mm-hmm. In. Oh, around the same time, or. Probably a little bit later than okay, yep. us. I was. Uh, yes, I got to Manila when I was six, yes. and I met him when I was 12, so ah, yep. he must have come mm-hmm. in 36, 42, mm. 1942, the Japanese were still there. Mm-hmm. He came as a refugee, mm-hmm. and yes, then um, I fell in love with him right away, and he was never given a chance to meet other girls I think because <laughs> I loved yeah. him so much Good. and he was uh, he had rented a room at a friend's house and uh, we, they were friends of my grandmother's and mm-hmm. so we visited them sometimes and had lunch with them mm-hmm. and that's how I got to know mm-hmm. uh, my um, but uh, I also heard a story that my mother met the ship that he came on mm-hmm. and helped him to stay in oh, Manila. But okay. um, I don't remember yeah. that story very mm, well. But mm. uh, she did, and then mm-hmm. then she. And then died. you both moved to. You got married and, and moved uh, to Australia, we, right? We got to to become friends in yep. Manila, mm-hmm. and we went. Boating, I remember, and uh, um, things like that. And then, yes, we we married when I was eighteen. Mm-hmm. We were married by the rabbi. Oh yes, the mm-hmm. rabbi in Manila, mm-hmm. and uh, and then uh, we came. Mm-hmm. Oh, what nineteen? 
we were married in 48, so that was after the war. Mm -hmm. And then we came to Australia in 49. 49. And I hated Australia. Why? And I always say I blame the Philippines for making me hate Australia because I love the Philippines so much. <laughs> and, you know, it was completely different. Yes. It was mm -hmm. mostly mostly white people mm -hmm. in Australia. And I found mostly unfriendly people. Really? And growing up in the Philippines, everybody is friendly mm -hmm. there. You talk to strangers and you talk to your neighbors. And I remember knocking at a neighbor's door in Australia and saying, I want to introduce myself. Yes. And they just said, yes, and then closed the door. Oh. And I thought, oh, this never happens. Again. Yeah, in the Philippines, you know your neighbor. <laughs> you know your neighbor and you are friends with and yes. anybody lets you mm -hmm. in. And um, I remember going into people's houses because... I heard someone play the piano mm -hmm. and I'd knock and say, oh, can I come and listen? Come in, come yeah. in, you know? Wow. And uh, it was very... And my husband, who was 15 years older, taught me how to live in a white country mm. by telling me sometimes, no, darling, you can't do that here. Mm. You can do that in the Philippines you know, take babies into your arms uh, and yeah. hug them. Mm -hmm. Babies you don't know. Mm. But you can't do that yeah. in Australia. You yeah. don't touch them. They frown upon that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh. So, yeah. I, so which suburb did you move to in Melbourne? Is it... Uh, we were... We, uh, he had a house built in Oakley. Oh, okay, yep. Mm -hmm. And uh, then our children were all born in... Mm -hmm. Oakley, and uh, he had a job as an accountant in a, a French company. Mm -hmm. He earned well, mm -hmm. and, uh, and you know, he, when I said, "Can I go to university?" he said, "Yeah, I want to." Good idea. Yeah, I want to talk idea. about that. I want. I want to yes. uh, know more about how, because you know, education is is important to you. What made you want to yes. go back to, to uh, university? Well, you know, I felt that I could become a language teacher because I knew German and French and then, um, and so I decided I would go to university and become a language teacher. Mm -hmm. And he said, whatever I wanted to do, he said was a good idea, although mm -hmm. I wasn't earning money, I was spending money, but the um, the uh, Australian government, I think, paid for the beginnings of my education because they said, um, when you become a teacher, you will teach that's right, at yeah. school. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. so that's an so government they, incentive to, to, that's right. to get more, I think, based on the readings that I've done, is they open it up so people can can get into university and get the qualification yes. and in turn of course get into the workforce yes and, and work so, and teach yes so i um, got a job when i when i did my 
I don't know when exactly when when I had my diploma. Or my because you went for your masters, right? Yes. Yes. I I did. I, first, I did a diploma, then I did a bachelor, mm -hmm. and then I did the masters of education. But before that, I started teaching at a at a high school. Mm -hmm. um, uh, a government high school, mm -hmm. which was pretty awful. I remember really? the children were very, very naughty and <laughs> behaved very badly. And mm. so I remember a boy saying to me, I don't want to learn French. <laughs> and I say, well, I don't really want to teach you French, but I have to. Yep. And uh, they were, I don't know why at that time, the children were naughty. Mm -hmm. But then after a year, I got the job mm -hmm. in the, um, um, in uh, Korowa. Oh, yeah. At mm -hmm. the private school. Mm -hmm. And that was wonderful because <laughs> it was very disciplined. Yeah. And the children, the parents um, paid a lot. Mm -hmm. So the children had to behave. Mm -hmm. And I remember I loved that. Mm -hmm. I, uh, although... I was, oh yes, the other thing, when we came to Australia, my husband said, let's join the Labour Party. Oh, okay, so, yeah. So, uh, I said, not the... Was he active in the local politics or yes, state level? Yep. Yes, mm -hmm. he decided he wanted to be a um, Labour man and he joined. Mm -hmm. And uh, I suggested joining the Communist Party for some <laughs> unknown reason. I can't tell you now why, whether I learned that in the Philippines. Oh, okay, yeah. That the Communists were nice or not. <laughs> I, I, I really don't remember. Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, but I said, shouldn't we join the Communist Party? And he said, no, darling, no. <laughs> we better join the Labour Party. Yeah. Yeah. And we did. Mm -hmm. And so when I was, I think, from the time I was 20, I mm -hmm. was in the Labour Party and yeah. I'm still oh, okay. in the Labour Party yeah. now. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, yeah, yeah. well then, I, that's right. When I started teaching in the Christian, in mm -hmm. Kor um, uh, Korowa, I put something about labor on a board and I was told I oh. wasn't allowed to Yeah, do that. you would have gotten in trouble, no. yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. No, you're not allowed to do mm. that. I said, oh, sorry. <laughs> and uh, also anything about religion I was not allowed to At the school. say or yeah. do because mm. it was a Christian. Yeah. But I remember in my class the um, Australian... Um, Christian children saying something rude about Ireland, about oh, the Irish. Yes, and yep. I got very angry mm -hmm. and said, you are not allowed to say that. That is small-minded yep. and yep. we are all alike mm -hmm. and we are all brothers and sisters. Mm -hmm. And I remember I was told by the head of the school that I wasn't supposed to. I didn't get into much trouble, yeah, yeah. but I wasn't supposed to say mm. that about anybody. Yeah, know? because I think they, they want to take sides, I guess. Was it Christian? Christian and, and the Catholics and the, yes. all that. 
Yeah. Yes, but mm. I told the children they were never allowed to say anything anti Catholic. That's right, that is good. So, yes, yeah. because mm. I was practically brought up a Catholic. Exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah. As a yeah. Jewish Catholic. Mm. Well, that's and okay because, uh, you know, Jesus was a Jew, somebody, right? <laughs> I, uh, I've joined, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. I've joined. And yeah. I went to mass. Uh, Christmas, the last uh, Christmas. That's right. Yeah, that's yeah, right. that's right. Yeah. And mm -hmm. the people behind me said, "Do you want to take um, uh, communion?" Communion. Yep. And I said, "No, I'm Jewish." And they said, "Oh, Jesus was a Jew." That's right. And I said, oh, good. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> that's, I love yeah. Jesus. Yeah, but I guess it's like you know the the golden rule: do unto others as you would have them do unto you. That's uh, that's why it's called the golden rule, right? It doesn't matter if your your dogma is this or your dogma is that or you're yes. you're born under uh, you know the star of David or the star of we Gemini, right? So exactly, yes. and that's where I think where all this hoo ha and the way the way <coughs> history has gone is because you know you're 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 born in a certain part of land with an imaginary line that you're you're there. That's only you, and we're really we're under one. Yes. Um, Under one umbrella, really, if yes, you think about it. Yes, yes, yeah. mm. yes. Um, and um, it, uh, did I tell you the story about my Christian daughter-in-law? No, um, no. Please, um, go, go, go for it. One of my sons is married to a Christian mm -hmm. woman, and we uh, often have dinner together. And recently, some month ago, at dinner, she said, you know, you have a bad character, Erica. And I said, oh, Ooh. why? And she said, because you like everybody. And I said, but you are Christian. And Jesus said, love your That's neighbors. right. Yeah. Oh, he didn't mean that. And people are bad and you have to judge them. <laughs> so it's not right to like everybody. Mm. And I said, but some bad people can't help it. They mm. are either not well mm -hmm. or they were brought up badly. You have to understand mm -hmm. and try and understand them. No, 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 no. <laughs> bad people have to be judged. So I said, okay, I'm a bad woman. <laughs> so I tell everybody, yeah. I have a bad. Oh, bad like character. everybody. Yeah. <laughs> well, tell me. I'm looking at this picture. Aung San Suu Kyi. Yeah, that's yeah. a beautiful. And she signed. She signed it for you. Yes. Um, tell me what's okay. how, how because I know you work with refugees and and so this forth. This was in the eighties. Yeah. How did it go about? Well, I was working for. Um, wait a minute. What was it called? Indochina Refugee Association. Okay. It was a company started by a man who then died and I took over. Oh, wow. There. Yep. And we then helped refugees to come from um, Burma mm -hmm. and also Vietnam mm -hmm. before that, in mm -hmm. the 1970s yes. from Vietnam and Cambodia. Wow. Mm -hmm. And in the 1980s from Burma, they were escaping you. That's know, right, from. yeah, yeah. And um, so... Uh, oh, and uh, at that time, we had uh, the Liberal government, Fraser, under Fraser. Yeah, Malcolm Fraser, yeah. And Fraser helped the refugees. Mm -hmm. He wanted them to come. Mm -hmm. He was very good. And um, he allowed us to help refugees. And he even sent me 
to um, Thailand to a refugee camp yep. to talk to refugees oh, and good. find out yep. who wanted to come to Australia. Mm -hmm. He was lovely. He was, mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, you know, we've never had a liberal like that again. But, <laughs> Is he the only liberal that you like? Yes, yes, because I'm Labour. Of course. But yep. yesterday, uh, mm. a few days ago, somebody told me, yes, he left the Liberal Party after he resigned. Ah, so he, he gave his uh, membership card back because... Apparently, yeah. I don't know oh, what okay. he, he oh. didn't join Labour. No, I think no. he stayed out of the limelight altogether after, Probably, after the... But he, yeah. didn't approve of some of the things mm. the liberals do mm. and uh, yes so that's uh, yes the Indochina Refugee mm -hmm. Association and then uh, finally when uh, we it closed yes uh, some years ago yeah and, uh, we're not working mm. But that is so uh, but, uh, great what you've but done. But she's still yeah. a friend of mine. We still email each other occasionally. That's great. Although she, some of the um, Burmese are angry at her. That's right, she's yes. she's in government now. That's right, yeah. Uh, but I feel she's in her 70s. She has a right to mm -hmm. a life, finally. Mm -hmm. You know, she left her husband and her children in England to go to Burma to help the wow. poor people and the refugees. That's, ded that's dedication to, to yes. leave family. And yes. Wow. Her, I think her sons visit her now uh -huh. in Burma. Um, but her husband died in England, I think. Oh, yeah. Um, so, you know, I feel she has a right mm -hmm. to her life. Yeah. Have you been back to the Philippines? At, at all, uh, since, I or? took my daughter to the Philippines oh, nice. when she was about oh, nine or eight or nine. Yep. And a Filipino boy said to her, you are a beautiful young lady. <laughs> and she said, I want to live here in Australia. They never say that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so she also liked yeah. it. I wanted to show her. Yeah, her yeah. Did you see much difference when, when you were living there as a youngster into when you came back as well, an adult with a daughter? Well, it has changed. No, mm. it, not at that time. Mm -hmm. That was still a long time ago. Mm -hmm. Has it changed? It's uh, very... The traffic has... Is really bad now. Oh, right, right. <laughs> a, a trip to Mandaluyong from the airport can take you... Four hours, five hours, which we've done. Oh, right. <laughs> and it's like a, 40, uh, a 15 minute drive, if you think about it, down Edsa. And it, one time, we, my, my family, we, we, we got picked up by my brother in law, who we, we lived in uh, every time we in Manila, we stay in Mandaluyo. And um, it took us five hours to get from the airport oh. to Mandaluyo. Oh, and it was really traffic. bad. Yeah. yeah, the traffic is yeah. one of the things. And um, some of the infrastructures are still there, but uh, I, I just wish that uh, the local government will do something to preserve the buildings, oh, like right. like Escolta, right? You, did you? Yes, yeah? yes. Like I love going to that place, and there's buildings there that yeah. that are just getting demolished and getting built into luxury apartments. Oh, and you know, when when the building goes, it's like the history and everything yes. else that goes it goes with yes. it, and and like they they're doing some things on the Intramuros to make it look nice again oh, and and stuff and like when my cousin from queensland went 
to visit Manila. I, I showed them around. Yeah. Because I'm so proud of it because, you know, where else can you go unless you go to Europe? That's 400 years old and, yeah, and things. Yeah. It's got a lot of history and a lot yeah, of things. Yeah. And so it's, that's good that uh, they're, they're doing things like that. But Manila, the new mayor, he's, he's fixing things up now. You know, because he grew up uh, in Manila, a poor boy uh, in Manila. Yeah. So he's, he's doing really well. But hopefully he sustains it and he goes well. But Erica, the traffic, whew, oh. the traffic is, is uh, and the population, as you know, um, is, is really, really compact and dense. Enormous. Uh, yeah. Enormous, yeah. Yes. So. And what, what is a big market in Manila? Because I remember I loved going to uh, the, the Divisoria. Divisoria market. Maybe. That would have been in Manila. Um, yes. and it's still around. It's yes. cleaned up a bit. I've um, forgotten a lot, but, uh, mm -hmm. you know, I was, uh, what? Yeah. 14. The, the, ci the city hall is still there. Ah, the the right. big city hall, yeah. Oh. And one thing I remember where we lived at mm -hmm. one stage, there was a, a, what do you call that, a science lab. And uh, I used to be allowed when I was very young to visit and look around. And they had uh, containers yep. with... Uh, Unborn babies. Oh, is it? You're not talking about University of Santo Tomas, are you? The U, the the university. They got like labs and stuff. Uh, near España, in Manila. No, I don't think so. Oh, okay, yeah. Was... Because I know they had a lot of uh, prisoner of war during during the war time. That they, they kept some some of the people there imprisoned at the university. Yeah. During that, when the oh. Japanese were there as well. Right. Yeah. No, but this was... But this is after, right? Or before before it happened? Wait a minute. This was probably just before the mm -hmm. war that I was allowed to walk around oh, yeah, and yeah. go into mm -hmm. uh, this big place with the door open. It was a, <laughs> um, it was a lab, a science yep. lab. Mm -hmm. And I remember I spent hours there looking at the babies, yeah, the unborn yeah. babies. I didn't know about, yeah. you know... And they always let me, so I remember growing up doing that. Yes. Oh, and there's one mm. other story but mm -hmm. that is about the ending of the war. Yes, yeah, that go did for I, it. No, no, uh, not yet. Um, the, um, our grandmother and I lived in a flat. Mm -hmm. During the war, actually, we had a Japanese soldier living in a room in the, because I don't know why he wanted a room, yeah. but he rented a room. And he was very nice. Okay. He used to, as, when he came home late, he would bow to grandmother and <laughs> say, sorry, sorry, yeah. too late, too late. And uh, he'd show us uh, photos of his wife and mm -hmm. children. And he was perfectly nice mm -hmm. and he paid rent mm -hmm. uh, so that was one Japanese mm -hmm. that I met who was mm -hmm. who was nice um, yeah the other thing I wanted to say yep. when the war was ending yes um, our flat was bombed oh, by no. the Americans oh. still before yep. the, and it started burning and oh, no. grandmother said go get your violin we're getting out of here yes and so I got my violin and uh, 
we went out of the flat and she locked the door mm-hmm. although the place was on fire mm-hmm. and then we walked and walked through manila to get to get i i don't know how was, she knew. was the city burning at that time because of bombing yes, yes it mm-hmm. was bombing and it was burning and burning and she seemed to know which way to go to get towards where the americans were landing okay and uh, the japanese were leaving and the americans were landing but that night we slept under a house and there were other people hiding there uh-huh. um but mostly they were all white people i don't know why okay. whether that mm-hmm. was a part of yep. the manila that was uh, and then there was one Filipino mm-hmm. a man mm-hmm. a youngish man and he slept with us and then suddenly in the middle of the night a Japanese sentry came with yes. his gun oh. and said to the Filipino stand up I'll shoot you stand oh, up no. he didn't say anything to yeah. the white people and the man calmly stood up yeah. and looked at the Japanese and uh, i was telling everybody this is my hero that yes. man and we all started shouting and saying no no he's a good man he's a very good man yeah. don't shoot him mm. and this guy just just looked at the japanese and the japanese stood there for a while then he put his gun away mm. and went away mm. and the filipino sat down again what was going through and, your mind at that time and, sorry what was going through your mind at that time was like oh, and no, I thought yeah. this man is my hero <laughs> I, I love him and I've never forgotten him mm-hmm. he's been my hero all my life you know because he was absolutely calm mm-hmm. and said nothing while we were all screaming and shouting mm-hmm. and then I don't know what happened we yeah, we course. slept yep. that night and the next morning um we walked a little way again grandmother and i take your valley and we walked a little way and we came to americans mm-hmm. oh no no this is not right i'm i'm forgetting we slept mm-hmm. and then in the morning we were wakened by an american soldier yes and grandmother sat up and said i'm german i'm german because she thought this might be japanese yes 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 were waking us up but it was americans yeah. and the american soldiers said oh are you are you lady he didn't give a shit mm, you know mm. and um, then we we had we had come to the part of the country that had been taken over by americans mm-hmm. and and that was the end of the war yeah and um then wow. we found somewhere to live I, yeah i don't remember much except i remember that i was 15 at mm-hmm. the time and that the american army came and i went to the american army and said i know english shorthand and typing can you give me a job oh, because wow. i had learned typing that's great at, at shorthand during the war mm-hmm. when there was no school and they said how old are you and i said 18 i mm. was 15 and they said yes we need secretaries mm. and 
I got a job in the American Army. That's great. And then the soldiers were very nice to me and used to ask me, um, come dancing tonight. Mm -hmm. And I'd say, you have to go ask my grandmother. And they'd say yes. And by Jeep, they'd drive to <laughs> grandmother and uh, drive me and say, can we take Erica dancing? And grandmother would say yes. She yeah. didn't really care. And then we'd go dancing and that was the <laughs> Americans. And yeah. and some of them were um, originally probably um, American refugees from Italy or somewhere. Oh, okay. And they said, oh, I have a sister who is like you. Mm. And apparently I was, you know, like, a, like, the sister. like an Italian girl or <laughs> oh, something. Yeah, yeah. And because I'd been brought up in the Philippines. Yes. And and, yeah. uh, and I was a good girl because I'd been brought up mm. in Catholic Church. That is good. So so I met some really nice yeah. American mm -hmm. soldiers, and uh, except for one who uh, said he wanted to marry me. Mm. And then he lent me a book. Mm -hmm. And when I opened the book, there was a letter from his wife in oh, the book. No. And when he next came to visit me, I put the... Mm, like you read it and yeah. said thank you very much it was a very nice book and he never came back <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, goodness and I had an American boyfriend who was a Catholic boy mm -hmm. and he took me to mass and to church mm -hmm. and you know I mm -hmm. felt that I was more Catholic than Jewish anyway yeah. mm -hmm. and but then he went back to America oh and okay we were going to be married, but then slowly, slowly he met another girl, oh, and that yeah. was that was okay because yes, I you met your fell in yeah, love with that's me. right. But how do you rebuild though? I mean, like it would have been. I can only imagine Erica, the stresses that you and your grandma and the rest of the people at that time had. How how was it? Well, I wasn't very stressed during the war. Really. Yeah. Wow. No, I always, That's great. <laughs> I sort of as I enjoyed things mm -hmm. and I enjoyed air raids and and you know mm -hmm. and avoiding Japanese soldiers yep. by going back and forth. I thought that was funny mm. because you know we were never we personally were not mistreated and yeah. that's really I lucky. saw other people being mistreated and I was very sorry for them yeah. but I didn't really understand but I think you what the good thing about the, the lesson that I'm learning from based on our conversation is you really took advantage of the situation and made the most of it like you're during the war you learned something new right you learned a skill you, yes, you learn, I learned. You learn shorthand. shorthand. You learn. You look at the uh, the opportunities and that are out the there, violin. and the vi yeah, violin. And so, yes. whereas, like, if you think about it now, we're stuck now in Corona. You know, we we got Corona, COVID, and a lot of people are stressing out. Yes. But a lot of people are striving. Right. There. I think they've got that mindset because they're using this quiet time now to invest in themselves and to learn something new. Yes. And so, when they come out of it. You know, like what you did. You got a job as a as a secretary after yes, the war straight away. Yes, so made a lot of money. You know, people, people, exactly. Yeah, and yes. people listening now, I mean, they should they should take this as a lesson that that the it doesn't matter if it was during wartime or Corona time that 
you make the most of your opportunities. Yes, but we were allowed out and we were allowed oh, <laughs> that's into right. that school. Yes. You know, mm -hmm. Here we are yeah. not allowed into. You're not allowed to go places. anywhere and stuff. But I guess yes. there's where things, there's online things and, you know, technology has sort of made up made up for that, yes. which is... Which is uh, a, a good thing you know yes, and um yeah. but I'm, i'm really glad that uh that there's a that, that we're having this conversation because it's not only brings me back to the and confirms the, the stories that my grandmother has told me yeah and and the way manila was back then before the war after the war and, and things like that yeah. and, the, and the things that they had to and and uh, the sacrifices that you and your grandma went through and other people mm. it's uh but i know, always feel i have to thank the Philippines for mm. what I went through, that the fact that I went, that I learned happiness and learned how to do things and, you know, learned how to make use of time. It was all because I grew up in the Philippines. Mm -hmm. um, and... Uh, the Catholic religion as well, although, mm -hmm. um, you know, because I loved the convent and mm -hmm. how I was treated, although I must admit that I am not religious and mm -hmm. I don't really believe in God. I believe that we um, developed from animals. Mm -hmm. There's a young English scientist on, I've forgotten his name now, who's off. Which one? has programs on TV. It's uh, uh, David Attenborough? No, no, he's a presenter, not a scientist. <laughs> no, it's a young scientist and he teaches in England mm -hmm. and he has programs and he's written books. Yep. And uh, he taught me about how we developed from animals. <laughs> I admire yep. him very much. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I still yep. feel that Jesus taught me so much. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that right. I'm really grateful to. Yeah. Well, I'm grateful for this conversation because, um, you know, um, it's opened up a bit more eyes and it's also made me understand what it was like during that time. Yeah. And, uh, and I think a lot of people don't have the, you know, first of all, they don't have access to a grandparent or someone I close to them that. that that went through it. And, and, you know, when you watch movies, it's never, it's, it's Hollywood. It's never, you know, it's sensationalized. Yes. With the war I and things actually like that. learned quite a lot from that film that. Uh, Kesson's game. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, things I didn't know. You know. Yeah. Well, imagine um, that it was only through a poker game, right? You know, that, that it started. Did you know about that? Like Manuel Quezon and, and three businessmen, um, Dwight Eisenhower, he was, a, he was an army uh, official back then. Yeah. And they were just playing, playing cards or poke or blackjack or whatever. Oh. And they were saying, we need to do something. Germany is doing this, this, this and this. And, and Manuel Quezon was like, okay, let's, let's do it. And that's how it all fit. Yeah. I mean, a lot of, of uh, reading through the history books, I've, I've read about Manuel Quezon and how saying that, oh, he wasn't that good of a president because he named everything after him. He had more statues made of him and, oh, you know, he had problems. Right. But, but I think what he, done, what he did was, was a great thing. Yes. He yes. saved a lot, not just one life, you know, he, he, he saved a lot of people. 
Yes, you know, definitely. He saved, yeah. he saved a lot of people. I think it was his daughter at. You Saint went to school Scholastica? with the daughter. Yeah, you went to but school with yeah with your with his daughter, right? I read no, I read that somewhere. She, it must have she must have been older than I. Oh, okay, yeah. I was, uh, yeah. You know, I was six when I was. Yeah. And she, I think she had finished by then. Oh, or okay, yeah. Was, because uh, yeah. I never met her. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because but I read somewhere he that. told me that. She yeah, had it went to that school. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. But I'm I'm glad because it was it's not. Well, it's a part of history that never really talks about the, the, the war in the Pacific, especially in the Philippines. It wasn't, you know, you have to really look hard for history books to, to, for them to, to talk about it. And yeah. you know, it's always been, you know, what, what the Germans did and what, what happened in England and oh, right. Hiroshima right. and all that stuff. But really, it's a lot more, you know, what happened in Manila, what happened in yeah. Nanjing, what happened in Changi and all that. We need to really um, talk about those, even though there's still people who couldn't really get over, you know, past the trauma of what happened. Mm-hmm. I think it's still good to talk about it, to be aware of, of what happened and learn from our mistakes. Yes. Learn from the adversities yeah. and, and um, share the stories because that's the only way we can, we can move yeah. forward, I reckon. Uh, did I tell you we went to China first? Right? No, you did not. I've read that somewhere, though. Uh, that's a, right. That you, we what, flew what was to that China like? when we, mm. when we uh, left Germany. Mm-hmm. And um, my uncle and grandfather... He's a doctor, right? Sorry? Your, your relatives were, were doctors, right? In, yes. In China, my yeah. uncle mm-hmm. was a doctor. My grandfather was a dentist. That's right. And yeah. they immediately started working. And they stayed in China wow. when the Japanese um, attacked. Mm. Uh, because my uncle then, lay, I don't know when, married uh, a Chinese lady. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, you know, that's why I have Chinese cousins. That's right. <laughs> yes. Um, but they stayed when grandmother and mother yeah. and I went to the Philippines. But what made you move to the Philippines? You could have stayed I, in China, I right? I have no idea yeah. what my mother, my mother decided wow. to, yeah. that we were going to. And then she found work there. She was just working in, in shops mm-hmm. and, and uh, she found work. Uh, you know, until she died when she was nine, when I was nine. Mm-hmm. But for three years we were mm-hmm. in the Philippines and we were yeah. happy there. And mm-hmm. she uh, looked after me and yeah, and yeah, she was in a sports club and running and oh really, yeah, very active and stuff. Yeah, swimming and running and uh, yeah, and she had a nice German. A boyfriend. She divorced my father. Oh, and okay. He yep. Stayed in Germany, and he was killed by oh, the Germans. Oh. He and uh, I've never understood. Yep. He was an English teacher in yeah. Germany, helping refugees. They could have used yeah. They could people have used... to who wanted to leave Germany. Yep. Jews. Yeah. And he was Jewish. Yeah. And I don't know why he stayed in Germany. Yeah. But I was telling some people that. Um, many of the Jews mm-hmm. were really very good Germans. They had my grandfather mm-hmm. had was a soldier in the First World War in that's the German right. army. A lot, and a lot fought for Germans. They thought like, of yeah. themselves as Jews. That's right. They mm. never thought of themselves as Jews. Mm. So I never understood why he. The people ask me why did he hate the Jews, mm. and I don't know. Do you know? 
I don't know. I think it was, I don't know. I can't do a psychological profile on, on, on Adolf and stuff, but he was really, uh, based on what I've seen, he, he really influenced people really well. Yes. And I think the timing was with the economy and everything, you know, yeah. the way economy yeah. was, the way he's such an eloquent speaker and influential. He, he just put people under rich or something, something like that. Yeah, and money. so you know, with and social proof and everything else, the influence that he had over people, it, it just people just got brainwashed by by what he was saying. I, yeah. I, I don't know. I wasn't there, but that's what yeah. I'm thinking. Though, because his influence on his speeches and and things, and people were looking for for an answer. Yeah, and so I guess the easiest thing to do is 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 blame someone yeah. or a minority group. Yeah, and and so. That's, I think that's I what know it was. My yeah. German ancestors, my mm. grandfather was very German. Mm. And uh, oh, when when Hitler first came, my grandfather, being German, uh, he he wrote an article in the newspaper mm. about Hitler not being a nice man. He didn't know that that yeah. was wrong. Yeah. And uh, they put him in prison for, oh, no. I think, three months. Wow. And then he, it was still early. Mm. So they let him out and they said, you'll be in prison again mm. one day. But he didn't think that. He was, you well, know, I mean, like Time, Mag- Time Magazine made him Man of the Year, right? Like back in 1938. He was, he was really, you know up and coming through the ranks and everything just... Yeah, yeah. It's funny. But anyway, mm. my grandfather yep. and my uncle went, uh, lived in China and yes. then my uncle married a Chinese girl mm-hmm. and um, uh, they stayed. And then after when... Uh, oh, that's right. They had two little boys and after the war they... Um, lived in Sichuan and I went and uh, when I was 17 I went and uh, um, uh, went to see the little my little Mm -hmm. uh, Chinese um, cousins and uh, I went to uh, um, Sichuan and that was a a year before Mao Zedong Oh, before the uh, revolution. Yes. All that. So, wow. So I lived there for a year with, and uh, but I was already in love with my, uh, <laughs> you know, my husband, and I was yeah. going to go mm. back to the Philippines. Yes. And, but, uh, and uh, I I was already um, teaching, so the Chinese asked me to teach them English in that year in mm. Sichuan. All the young men who uh, worked in banks in oh, yeah. Sichuan said they wanted. Uh, uh, it was uh, a small town, Lushien. Okay. And yep. So they knew me. Yes. And uh, um, they said, so I I uh, taught English. Yes. In that year when I was seventeen. Oh wow, that is Sichuan. so cool. Um, and. Uh, um, Oh yeah, mm. that there's a small uh, photo there with a Chinese man. Yes, he came to to Lucien uh, when I was there when I was seventeen. Oh, wow. He was in his forties. That's you. And, <laughs> yeah. and he wanted to marry me because <laughs> his wife had died. Oh. Um, he was married to a French woman, and he oh. came from France. 
and he mm. married me and he said if you marry me I'll send you to university and I'll mm. pay and I said no I'm already in love with the man <laughs> of the Philippines but he was yeah. a good friend and oh, he good. took me out um, at night to I don't know where yeah. and then I came back and um, grandmother opened the door and slapped me because it was too late it was oh. after 10 o'clock oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh wow oh that was funny yeah. but anyway mm. for a year i mm -hmm. lived and then i went back to the philippines to the philippines and yeah married and wow married and so what what a what a what a tremendous life erica uh, it um was interesting it's life. very interesting and and what i love about it the most is you You've actually helped a lot of people with your work with the refugees as well, uh, education and, and yeah, teaching like, and things as well. Yeah, I like everybody. Yeah. Mm, mm. So that was wrong. But no, it's uh, a good thing. What do you mean? But I still have <laughs> yep. uh, friends. I have a, a Burmese uh, yep. um, rel um, family who now when I yes. get, uh, when I meet um lonely i go and spend the night with yeah, them they yeah good by and mm -hmm. uh, they, they have three little mm -hmm. kids and so oh that's they, awesome yeah yeah well uh well thank you for your time uh, erica oh, this is this is a great you. conversation um the as i said earlier the, the the purpose of our chat is to um get to know about you about get to know you a bit more uh, also get some more history on on um clarity and, and what it was like back then you know yeah and how someone can can go through hardships and trouble and bounce back and and get to where we are now so i uh, i really appreciate your time um and uh and, and i hope the um uh philippine um club will open again yeah well, i hope so too yeah yes, well i, I think i think with this COVID thing that uh Sunday that, we that will open do we that met, uh, mm -hmm. but thanks to to pisa you know the, the philippine elderly association yes. of south southeast region if it wasn't for them and letting inviting us to do the the parole workshop oh, right. i wouldn't have uh, met you personally because oh, I'm, I've only read about the story that uh, that that uh, what what uh, my editor Jason Cordy has has put up at the in the Philippine Times newspaper and that's how it all it all got oh, and I thought right. well oh, I'd love to interview Erica and it would be good and uh, they said yes she'll be happy to chat with you and so oh, that's yes. where we are now and so thank you once again thanks thank to them you. thanks to Pisa and um, and. Um, We'll, we'll continue this chat some other time. Oh, okay. Thank you, Erica. Thank you so much. Okay, bye. Yes, you're, you're working this. Thank you for listening. If you have any questions, queries, or anything that you are unsure of, send me an email, thad at firmfocuspt.com. You can also follow me on social media, on Facebook, Instagram and on Twitter.